This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones. As always, joined by Kat Valor and Rob Humphrey. What's going on, guys? Hey there. Hello. Like saying your last name, Kat. <laughs> a lot. What's up, man? What's up, man? I don't know what it is. Blow. Uh, Rob, what are you doing? Sitting here. You're not on the road this time. No, no. Well, that, I was earlier, but that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is like I could feel the rage building inside of me as I kept losing the signal. Uh, but I, I, I've made it home now. Yeah. I went and saw Joe Bob Briggs earlier in Louisville tonight. Right. That was fun. Shout out, let it hang. Uh, yeah, that, how was that? How it was, was good. That? It was a lot of fun. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, his, uh, his show, uh, How Redneck Saved Hollywood, is uh, a lot of fun. It goes through the history of redneck movies in Hollywood and he talks about the gentleman that uh, was the first redneck in history. It's uh, kind of interesting. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, yeah, so we're back. What uh, Last week we did X. 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 Man, I want to rewatch that. Like, yes. actually, already, <laughs> I want to watch it again. Uh I feel like there was, oh, la- <laughs> as soon as we got done recording last week, we we're like, damn, we didn't mention any titties. It, the titty movie. We didn't yeah. watch. Oh, we didn't mention them. And we didn't talk about the overalls. Yeah. I my This is my uh, public apology to overalls, because I, for a long time, have campaigned that they might be the most, uh, the, I'm sorry, the least flattering garment of all time and i have had to retract that after x because whoa <laughs> yeah yeah that that that's how you wear some fucking overalls God that is how it's done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the whole movie was literally about fucking mm-hmm. one titty yeah not one yet yeah, there was a uh, boobs and cedar chucky at the very beginning of the movie for like you know 20 seconds and we went on for 15 minutes about it and we talked a lot about that cat yeah. uh, requested to continue talking about them actually <laughs> rare moment um but yeah we're doing uh prowler this week thanks to one rob humphrey mm-hmm. how you feel yeah. about this one rob uh all right i mean I, this wasn't my first choice i actually wanted to do fresh but it's for the a, record i also wanted to do fresh yeah but, but is it it was a 2022 movie and we just did a 2022 movie so that seemed odd also no, I, uh mikey complained about me uh 
picking movies so forcefully. So I intentionally did not vote this week. And now I regret my life choices because we could have been watching Fresh. <laughs> did I do that? Yeah. You not only uh, did you oh, yeah, uh, say that I bullied you into watching X, you also blamed me for Seed of Chucky. Oh. Even though you just kept vetoing stuff. <laughs> you, you did say let's do Seed of Chucky. To quit you vetoing things. Cat, yeah, my brain ain't gonna let it go. I, will, I refuse to take blame. Well, this is what happens when you blame me. We watched Prowler. Well, yeah, we did. All right, I don't like the tone in either one of you guys' voice, but we'll get there. Uh oh, Raggy. Yeah, we will. There's uh, no fresh. Had to have been better, right? We had to have missed out on the better movie. I haven't seen it still. You haven't seen Fresh? No, because oh. I, I was watching this. Uh, it's good. Fresh is really good. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, here we are this week. Like I said, we're doing the Prowler. We'll see what we can get into with that later. Apparently, Rob it sounds is... like there might be some tension with this one. Yeah, I didn't know this was going to be a big deal, but uh, apparently it is. I didn't know it was going to be a bad movie either. But uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, get into that later i will end this call right now (laughs) (laughs) that Uh, would be like rob like you guys watch prowler uh i'm leaving the call (laughs) yeah we're stuck to talk about the damn thing all right so we have we have a bunch of news to get into actually um if you haven't already go check out patreon.com forward slash slash radio just want to mention that early on cheapos get over there and sign up we know you're out there we know you're listening for free yeah, you are listening for free. Uh, you're mm-hmm. missing out on a lot of content, though. Everybody mm-hmm. who's been listening to us for a decent amount of time, Easter Egg is still available. It's on Patreon. Uh, you got an extra show a week. Uh, we just did a giveaway last week. Oh, my BAM box shipped. My next BAM box. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Said, See, that's a, we bitched on this show about uh, 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 pre-orders. Yeah. Yeah, and there's still a problem. But, man, mm-hmm. another thing that pisses me off is when they use one shipping service to bring it to the U.S. mail. And I got nothing against U.S. mail, but just fucking give it to them first, because now I'm stuck in the loop of their waiting oh, for it. Yeah, I know what you're talking Yeah, that sucks. I know. There's a couple places that I order stuff from that they do that. It's annoying. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Why are they still waiting for it? It's been days. What'd you do with it? Yeah, but then sometimes it just shows up. Like, it never updates. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, before we get into news, we should do drink roll call. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What, are, what are you drinking, Mikey? I'm drinking I uh, Jack Daniels in a can. I did re-up on my Jack okay. Daniels in a can, so nice. I got a fresh crate of it, and uh, it is watermelon punch. All right. Also, would like to note, I tried. I, I purchased last time I, I picked up my gummies. Uh, they had candy bars. Ooh. Ooh. And I got one of them, a couple of them. They are fucking phenomenal. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, big fan. Of, I'm I'm on a candy bar high tonight. It is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Cat? What do you got? Uh, I have my last absolute vodka soda. Mm-hmm. I was out of them, and then I got new ones. Um, and most of those I didn't have on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have one left, so I'm gonna have that. Yeah, nice. Uh, I am drinking. To? I am drinking a Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Where am I? At? I had to stop and get a Red Bull on the way back from the show. You don't have nothing else. Not a Red. No. 
I mean, I got a Diet Pepsi I'm going to crack open after I finish the Red Bull. Why are you not intoxicated? I mean, I, I feel like drink roll call was just to get me and Kat drunk every week. And you no. drink water. No, I don't know. I mean, I've got Blue Moon in there. I just, I don't feel like drinking a beer. Like. I do have one that I was going to try to drink, uh, but it unfortunately fell apart because the it's exclusive to Buffalo Wild Wings and they are not open late enough. No. Because uh, I, I figured the buzz would have worn off by the time we recorded, but they do have a, what? oh God, what's it called? It's like a legendary dark mountain dew long island iced tea <laughs> i'm like this no. is the dumbest thing i've ever heard that sounds yeah stupid and amazing that i need one good. yeah <laughs> um i might still try one but yeah. i yeah probably not on the show because mm. the buffalo wild wings near me closes stupid early <laughs> yeah this sucks why would b-dubs do that I and I, I think it's it's fair to say last week, yes, I was drinking Diet Pepsi during the show, but I was not necessarily sober. Yeah, last week, yeah, you yeah. got yeah. past last week, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the week before that, you had water. Like, what the fuck? Well, it's not, I mean, I had liquid death. You gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. I think Rob just likes saying liquid death. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I want to point out that probably on the Patreon will be uh, a copy of our whiteboard. Well, you got to put that <laughs> up there. I don't know. Why not? It's art. <laughs> yeah. I we worked really hard on this for like an hour. It's more art than that garbage I saw tonight. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. I made a nice whiteboard for Rob and Big Dick Alien and all. A homage to him. And he didn't even fucking care. It's, you're doing it to be mean and I don't care for it, Mike. I, I drew some of his favorite things and just he didn't care at all. So, yeah, yeah this probably be up on the Patreon. And, and uh, to, to clarify, when I say that it better than the crap art that I saw tonight, not the Joe Bob thing, but the, it was at a place where they purported to have art installations, but it was just like modern art garbage. You need to talk about uh, an art gallery and let it hang its hometown. No, yeah. I mean, I, you know, sorry, dude, but. A lamp and a couch. That ain't art. <laughs> that's, that, that's just my living room. You sure you want to piss off a guy with the name Let It Hang? <laughs> <laughs> not, not a good move, man. There's nothing against him or the town. Louisville's fine. I like going there, but... Yeah, but he loves the city very much. You know, that's, not, that's not that impressive. It's a nice city. You should like it. He does. He loves it. Yeah. Now here you are saying they don't know art. Yeah. Normally I go to like uh they got a nice record store there called Guest Room Records. I like going there a lot. I did not go there today, but yeah, Louisville's a good city. Fair enough. Um yeah, you're you're ungrateful. All this work waiting for you, and I did all this art and you don't even care about <laughs> it. So maybe the patrons will appreciate it. Maybe. Maybe I'll destroy it. Oh my fuck. Where's the safe button? <laughs> all right. Um do you ready in the news? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's get do some it. News. Okay. Let's news it up. Hump the news is what we're gonna do. Apparently, I can't find the save button on here. This is some bullshit. Oh, share, beautiful. Email <laughs> it. Okay, never mind. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. 
news, 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 news. Ghostbusters, guys, is uh, there's gonna be a Ghostbusters VR coming to PSVR 2 and Ghostbusters VR Academy. I guess that's their own thing. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, VR is not for me. Uh, so I don't, I mean, I, I won't do it. I wear glasses, so the VR helmet goggle thing is really uncomfortable, so I don't fuck with it. I'm having a bit of an existential crisis right now because I said that I would start playing VR games, uh, I, that I would invest in a VR set if they started coming out with more horror VR. Um, that being said, since I've said that, all of the VR games that have come out have looked really stupid, and this might not be the one to tip me over the edge. One day, I would love to play, like, a really spooky VR game, but I don't know if this is going to be the one that's going to get me to drop all the money on a VR set. <laughs> if you have a VR set up already, this wouldn't be, cause I don't know how expensive the games are, you know, to be fair, but I mean, shit, man. If I already had the VR set, I'd be right. very excited. Right. But uh, you don't, so that's... The, and they're fucking expensive. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I... Oh. And it's not like there's a big catalog of VR games that I've been, like, dying to play, you know? Because I, I very much have been, like, I'll drop the money if there's one of these that I'm interested in and they keep you don't wanna, doing you it. You don't want to play that one VR game where you can pretend you work at a gas station? I don't want to play that <laughs> one VR game. You know, all our all, all our life's goal is to be the, the glorious job working at the gas station. I would... So there's a... There's a scary book there's a horror book called tales from the gas station if it was that gas station i'd be all in <laughs> nice nice i worked at a gas station once it sucked but yeah just if it's like a normal gas station uh no yeah. <laughs> i could probably go actually work at a gas station and, and get money back uh yeah. pay for my vr set a little faster yeah i mean they, they do pay you when you work at a gas station they didn't pay me very much but to be fair to them i was a terrible employee but you also didn't have to pay them for the VR set, yeah. so yeah, a money-saving deal right there. That's my life hack of the day. Um, instead of simulators, <laughs> get yourself a power washer, guys. <laughs> I don't know, man. That power washer simulator does look like fun. Uh, I have a friend that's like really into power washer simulator, and yeah, like it I, kind it's of kind fun. of fun to watch. But yeah. I, I don't know. Like it seems really satisfying to yeah. me in some weird way. How do you get really into Power Wash Simulator? What? Because like Rob said, I, I it's satisfying, I guess. Yeah. There's like the, the catharsis of cleaning with a bunch of laziness. That's the thing is like anytime <laughs> I think about spending money on Power Washer Simulator, it's like I'm just going to like clean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Uh, uh, <laughs> with laziness. That's funny as hell. Uh, see, I think the, the conversation for VR is super interesting because like where it's at right now is, yeah, it looks bad, it looks clunky, and you know, it's not the, the greatest setup in the world. But, hey, man, a lot of things that we use now regularly, the the um, the Apple Watch that we were talking about, it was, you know, at first it was useless and a waste of money and everyone was knocking it. You know, now it has tons of tons of purchase, per, tons of purposes and you know we use it without question i think vr i was talking with a friend of mine about this the other day they're going to become a lot more normal i don't think it'll ever be takeover gaming because it's just people who won't do it i i wouldn't want to do it either regularly but i think they're going to become more affordable and there's going to be a lot more games and everything's going to be nice and smooth in about five or so years from now and 
like, could you imagine an Outlast VR game? Oh my god. Right? I have, actually. Right? <laughs> a lot of I think that'd be great. Uh, and when they get to that point, I'm... Man, right. I'm waiting for that point. I hope that we get there. Uh, it just, it's a lot of money to spend for where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what surprises me is that, like, I, and I know it's just because at the time, uh, Nintendo was geared a lot more for kids. But the fact that we didn't get, like, a bunch of Wii horror games, like Fatal Frame, uh, would have been a great, it, you know? Hell yeah. That always kind of, they had that one, they had the Grudge game, and the story really? just sucked so much. But yeah, like, you use the Wiimote like a flashlight uh, to explore a haunted house, and it's like, literally, that's all I want in... <laughs> I just want 3D uh, haunted environments that I can go poke around in, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was listening to some guy talk about playing, like, a Batman game in VR, and he said the only thing he learned is that he would be a terrible Batman. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you had, like, slots for, like, stuff on your utility belt, and every time something was, was happening, he'd have to look down and be like, where'd I put that damn thing again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it, it's, I can't wait to see where it goes though, man. So, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm out on it because of, you know, wearing glasses and fucking, it just doesn't work. I don't find the headset comfortable at all. It's right. the same thing with like uh, 3D movies. Look, I always hated going to those because I had to wear glasses over my glasses and this just sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. And, Is like, that why you hate Freddy's dead? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why. It's the only reason. Yeah, but the, you know, it's like 3D TVs. Like, I don't know, man. Those got pretty good, and they still just didn't take off. For whatever reason. Did they get really good? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think 3D TVs got really good. It's just they were expensive, and people didn't want to buy them. Yeah. And now they don't exist anymore, which sucks because now I have what I understand is a really good transfer of Friday the 13th part three in 3d that I'll never be able to watch. <laughs> yeah. Imagine playing Madden in VR, bro. Oh God. That'd be crazy. Yeah. See <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What? What's wrong? With at that... okay. No, just at that point, like play a sport, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's because like the one the one perk that Madden has is that you can be lazy, but if you're having to like get up and do that shit in VR, just yeah. But that that being in the middle of that sport. crowd and you know, I I guess if they can do it right, if they can do it right and really you know not make it look like the same four dudes in different t-shirts <laughs> jumping around. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're a long way from it, but the thought is interesting, and we're gonna be there sooner than we know it. Looking forward to it. Right. Uh, another gaming thing, I, I don't... If you guys don't give a shit, we're not going to go into it, but the Duke Nukem movie is in the works at Legendary Entertainment. You guys know? No. no? I am kind of excited. Yeah. I'm on the record. Let me be on the record as I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. <sighs> Rob. I never played no Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Sounds fucking stupid. It was awesome, dude. He, <laughs> he goes around with a gun, killing with all these crazy guns, killing aliens and having ridiculous catchphrases like, uh, uh, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> That's right out of They Live. They just stole that from They Live. I mean, yeah, they just, the, there were... What? A lot of quotes that were very clearly stolen, but yeah. it was great. 
groovy. I mean, yeah, you took it from that, but so what? All right. That's in the works, so we'll see. Uh, another movie that's Who's going to be Duke Nukem? Is it going to be Mark Wahlberg? I would love that. <laughs> Although Duke Nukem should not have a Boston accent. Oh, but, my God. Yeah, that Actually, was... I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but I heard he's getting ready to, like, he's going to switch to just making faith-based movies. Get the fuck out, really? That's why I read somewhere. He's going to be, like, the next Kirk Cameron or something. Yeah, I was just going to say, maybe Mark Wahlberg could be my new Ryan Reynolds. And... Can't have anything. Plus he's you don't want some dude from Boston to yeah. be your Ryan Reynolds. That's the only thing that was holding me back, but he's so yeah. fucking badass. It's Mark Wahlberg. Man. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Every time I see him, I just think like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and how stupid that was and like how he went to jail for hate crimes. <laughs> oh, did he? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he was famous, he like, he like I think he beat up some Asian dude and like blinded the guy or something. Oh, my God. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking terrible asshole. Yeah, but um, I guess, I'm the type of person that can separate art. So I just look at, oh, he's really funny in Ted. You know, so. I, I wouldn't call Ted art. Oh, I mean, Ted is hilarious, <laughs> man. Come slow, on. Slow down a little bit. They had Tom Brady in there just solely for his penis, and they made it, like, glow golden. Come on. Art. <laughs> art, yeah. And then he, he threw Ted across his yard, and it was a perfect spiral. I mean, I get it. Like when people say they can separate the art from the artist when they're talking about Polanski, you know. <laughs> but fucking Mark Wahlberg. Even pushing it for me, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, at least Polanski shit's good. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and have you guys talk bad about Ted. You really don't like Ted at all? No, We're I just saying well, Ted's not art. In, and in also, fairness, no, I don't like Ted. In fairness, <laughs> I did not see Ted because it looks <gasps> stupid as shit. Oh, um, you'll love Ted. Yeah, but I mean, I saw the happening. <laughs> Art. Yeah, that's got to be like—is that Wahlberg's Rosemary's Baby? You think the happening? <laughs> Maybe. God save me. Uh, all right, uh, the Crow. The reboot. The reboot is finally starting to take some flight. Apparently, they made some deals with international rights and. Uh, um, you know, I know that there was a, a video game conversation being had with Wes from Gun, and he detailed some stuff about the rights and the hoops he had to go through. Uh, they're talking about Bill Skarsgård being in the movie. Which one's that? Which one's what? Bill Skarsgård? Which Skarsgård oh. is, is that? Bill? Is that Pennywise, that Pennywise or is that the Northman? That's Pennywise. All right. Yeah, like, <sighs> I, I don't care about it. I don't care either. It's a crow. I don't. Not interesting to me. But I do care about the crows. Like, see, that's the thing. Why do they keep putting Bill Skarsgård to fuck up these characters? Like, God damn it, man! Like, we had this discussion before. I don't find the crow to be this legendary character. This great movie. It's I know fine. you don't. But shouldn't they at least look for an actor who somewhat resembles what we know as? Wouldn't that? If you're making this grand comeback, wouldn't that be smart? How do they Here's not the get thing. Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> I'm the crow. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> um, here's, I want to side with you, Mikey, because I really don't like them casting Bill Skarsgård and everything. But I also think that they maybe should have gone as different as possible, like maybe even more different, so that we don't have yeah. to cast a Skarsgård. Here's, the, I don't think that a movie, I, I don't think that the crow should be rebooted. 
I, think uh, I don't think anyone's asking for it. I don't think it's going to be good. I, I think while it's already not going to be good, the best that you can do is make it different, you know? But I feel like going from Brandon Lee to a Scars Guard is pretty different. That's and my also, problem. Well, oh, so maybe it will be different. I just... And this is based off of, like, nothing but it. Uh, they're gonna have him under, like, so much makeup, it's not even gonna look like him anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys need to be nicer to Mr. Skarsgård. He's gotta work, too. Let, let him work on stuff that doesn't fuck up. Like, let I, him work on original... We need more original stuff going on. Yes. yes. Yeah, I agree with that. And people need to leave the crow and it alone. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Seriously. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I don't want to. I don't want this movie to be made. I would just rather. Why, like, why can't we get a little more attention to the original? Like, why don't we do like a like a a release and a well, you can't really do a collection, but you know what I mean. Like something really nice, Green Factor, get a hold of it and do something mm. cool. Celebrate. You could do a collection. How many sequels they make? They made Who that cares? one with David Boreanaz on the cover, though. <laughs> Oh my god, that's right. We went through this one night. Didn't god, we? Yeah. Damn, I was <laughs> Sorry. Forgot about that. What was that one called with David Boreanaz? I don't remember. David I remember something. that everyone was like all made up except for David Boreanaz. Just David looked like born himself. In, born in Nanaz. Crow movie. <laughs> the Crow. Wicked Prayer. That's right. Oh yeah. This one has... um. It's got... <laughs> Stupidest thing. Yeah, we ever. fucking go. Can't believe this got us twice. Oh my god, that is so dumb. <laughs> Are you Wicked gonna send it again? Prayer. I mean, I can. Yeah. No, you don't have to. It's you fun. should. <laughs> this one's us. the one that has Edward Furlong as the crow. <laughs> <laughs> can you be nice to this fucking movie, please? This is what they should. They should reboot this one. <laughs> they Actually, just re-release this one. I would see Andrew's, uh, Andrew. Um, I would see Bill Skarsgård in this specific crow remake. I mean, I, they don't even have to. This is the one that should get like a Fathom Events release. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know, there's there there's, it is, guys. <laughs> there are a lot of people who really stand out the crow big time. <laughs> I want you to know that, and you're offending people right now. So I don't know. care. These those people. Hey, look, listen. Oh, and listen. Tara Reed is there. Yeah, yeah. Tara Reed and <laughs> Edward <laughs> Furlong. The pro wicked guy. It looks like Harry Potter. White face. Does not. Uh, oh my god, that is so funny. Um, I mean, look, listen. If you like the crow, fine. That's great, but. If you if you stand the crow wicked prayer, that's your pro that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. <laughs> I don't think anybody stands that movie. But the, the the crow they people mean that shit, man. Big time. It's I mean whatever. They're good for them. It's fine. I just not interested. I should have known. I don't know why I even fucking brought it up. I don't know. I can't believe I forgot about Edward Furlong and fucking Sting makeup. I agree with you makeup. about Bill Skarsgård, though. Yeah. I, I can't believe you forgot about it either, and I was so thrilled when Kat reminded you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Thanks, Kat. You're welcome. Good looking out. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion, which Rob sucks. has seen. <laughs> I, believe I, I believe I said it sucks all the dicks. Yeah, I think that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it devoured a $18 million Thursday night preview. Really? Okay. 
Can we stop calling it a fucking preview? Can we? It's not a preview anymore. Why? It's not Why a is preview? it? Like, it's a preview. You know, the opening nights, like it comes out Thursday. You can see oh. it Friday. You can see it Thursday night for a preview. It's not a preview. You're just making your money. I'd rather call it a preview than for a long time they were still calling it the midnight release, even uh, though it's yeah. at like seven o'clock at night. And right. It's like, fuck this. Yeah. But this just early We should access. make a new word for it, though. Yeah, like. I mean, calling it a preview, I think, is fine. It's not a preview. A preview is like, hey, here's a little bit of something, you know, decide <laughs> if you want to see the rest. Not here's you the don't. Whole movie. I'll tell you what, if they showed you a little bit of this, you would know you did not want to see the rest. Yeah, Rob has been telling us how bad Dominion is. Yeah. Terrible. By the time this comes out, I should have seen it. We'll see what happens. But I don't know why you're going. I just told you it's terrible. You also like rubber. So, no, I don't believe you. All right. So, um, yeah, it's a good amount of money, though. I mean, it, yeah, it's a decent amount of money. I mean, it, it's the budget's 165 million, so. Uh, yeah, both films went on. Oh, what the hell is this? Jurassic World. Oh, okay, Jurassic World made 18.5, and Fallen Kingdom made 15.3. Uh, both films went on to make over a billion dollars global. Yeah, it, it, this one will probably do the same thing. I mean, there, I have not heard anything good about this movie from anyone who has seen it um but i think this is just one of those franchises that's like review proof you know what i mean yeah, yeah. people are gonna, people are gonna go see it anyway yeah rob give me a, a serious portnoy for this serious for this one for yeah, off Dominion, top of your head yes 2.4 it's bad it's it is the it's it is worse than dinosaur ebay and i didn't think that was possible wow yeah it's awful what would you That's say rough. to me if I see it and I like it? I'm, oh, I expect you to because you have terrible taste. <laughs> wow. Wow. Son of a bitch. We expect you to. Okay. Cat, uh, you have, I mean, it made 18 million, right? Uh, it, it did. It did. Yeah, good, good for, for it, I guess. I mean, at the bright side of this for people that are still watching Jurassic, I, I tapped out after Jurassic World. Um, but. The fact that it's making so much money means that there will probably be more of them. So if you still are watching them, you know, they've got another shot at a good one. Yeah, and if they make another one, I'll go see that one. Because again, these movies are just review proof. And it's because the first one is so goddamn good. Yeah. And I even like Jurassic World. I thought Jurassic World was really good. It's great. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it'll make its money. I have no doubt about that. Uh, the Black Phone Cat. Yes. Uh, the image gallery provides, uh, I guess, an image gallery drop for it. Uh, you get a good look at Scott Derrickson's Horror Return. Uh, I've heard a lot of things about the trailers and all that stuff. I know you avoid that shit. Yeah. Still excited? I am. Ner oh, so one of the reasons why I avoid trailers is because sometimes it just talks me out of a movie. I really want to be excited for The Black Phone because I love the story so much. Um, written by my favorite author, Joe Hill, and I just, the trailer looked really dumb in the first trailer, uh, which is never a good sign because it's like, this is probably the best trailer they're going to have for the damn thing. But I am going to go watch it. Um, 
if I can figure out how to avoid the nope trailer while I'm there. Yeah, word of warning to everybody. When I saw Jurassic World Dominion, there is a nope trailer, and it's a second trailer for nope, and it gives away more than you want to know. Yeah, so everyone be careful going to movies uh, until you've seen nope, I guess. Yeah, it's just, it it doesn't give away a ton. Like, I don't, in knowing Jordan Peele, it doesn't give away everything. But it's it's much more than I wanted to know going in. The black phone, I, I like every time I see that trailer or any images from it, I can't decide if that mask that Ethan Hawke is wearing is scary or stupid. It's okay. Well, if you've read the story, it's you know I stupid. didn't read anything. <laughs> I do wish that they had. I don't know. I I'm not confident in it. I will go watch it though, especially because I want to support. There are some Joe Hill books that I would love to see be made into movies. So not only am I going to go watch it, I might go watch it more than once just to like show theaters that they should make more Joe Hill movies. All right. The Firemen. They should make The Firemen. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, last two things that I have, uh, both related to Scream. I was wondering if you're going to mention that or if you're just going to try and slide past it. Well, I don't know. Let's see what we're... (laughs) Mine's not negative. You sound like it's negative. Uh, Jenny Ortega teases a gory Scream 6. Quote, the most violent ghost face we've seen. Hmm. I like that. I like the sound of that. Ghost face in in 5 Cream was pretty violent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You're not nervous about that? Hmm, it's fine. What happened when we seen the most violent Michael Myers we've ever seen? It was terrible. Yeah, there you go. I don't know how I feel about this. I think they... <laughs> this is a PSA to Guy Busick, James Vanderbilt, who joined us on this show. Careful. <laughs> Careful. Like, they, they hit such a fucking sweet spot with how that, that little notch, those couple little notches just a few dials turned on what they did for that ghost face aggression in screen five. Don't get carried away with it. Like don't do too much of a good thing. Don't do it. Like this, this isn't Jason Voorhees. It's fucking ghost face. Maybe they should hire Rob Zombie to make a screen or yeah, a screen movie. <laughs> You're a motherfucker, aren't you? <laughs> uh, no, they See should not. You like it. <laughs> no, <laughs> they should not do that. Rob Zombie, get back to us. <laughs> See, if, if Rob Zombie did that for like a Friday the 13th, that would probably be pretty good. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> well, that would be perfect. What I said, you... shut your whore mouth, sir. Rob Zombie's leprechaun? <laughs> if he got if he got Warwick Davis, I wouldn't even be mad about it, to be honest with you. That means I'm sorry, budget. Rob Zombie. I can't campaign, uh, campaign too hard for that because Darren Bowsman. Oh yeah, that role. Right, yeah. Um, but <laughs> who? Wait, who? The uh, saw director, saw two through four director. Okay, not the guy who director. did Spiral. Uh, no, he worked on Spiral. He did. I was gonna brush right past that one, uh-huh. but yeah, he sure was there. Yeah, yeah. Let's he keep didn't him. direct it though. Let's I don't keep think him away was... from movies. Well, <laughs> damn. One really bad movie out of a mm. line of. Great movie. Would he write it or something? Uh, Josh Stolberg wrote it. I uh, feel like Darren. 
I, I think he was a producer, wasn't he? Oh, I'll uh, look it up. That just to, whenever I see somebody's late name as a producer, I'm like, they didn't really do any work on this movie. They're just getting a check for some reason. Well, they brought him. They made like a big deal about bringing him back. No. So maybe maybe he did direct it. I don't know. That would, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Whoever directed it should work at a gas station somewhere. <laughs> they did that with a guy named John Carpenter too. For you know, Halloween. Well, they, yeah, yeah, but he also did the score. Oh no, it was directed by him. That's fair. See? Ooh, See? Mm. Sorry, sir. You're you're sorry. Yeah. You're you're disqualified, Mr. <laughs> Whatever. Although I don't know. Maybe the leprechaun's a good spot to try and rebuild your career. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Easy. Easy. I would not be mad at Rob Zombie. Like uh Leprechaun in the trailer park. T H A. Trailer park. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, that scares the fuck out of me. I, if I were them, I would leave Ghostface exactly where you had him in Street Fighter. But you can do whatever you want with Ghostface. That's the thing about him, because he's not a character. He's an outfit. No, you cannot do whatever you want. So if you have... We're a giving you permission to do whatever yeah. you want with Ghostface. Yeah, oh. so if you have a sadistic <laughs> character who's the killer, then he can be more sadistic. It's just because, again, it's just a costume. It's not a character. But it's it, But it is a character. No, it's a costume. But it's also a character. At this point, it's a character. Mm. But look at all the artwork done for Ghostface. Look at the fucking Dead by Daylight makes a killing on like there is a huge Ghostface fan fan base. Yeah, they they make a killing selling the costume. They're selling the character. But which which one? Ghostface. That's that, that right there, right there. Ghostface. Makes no sense. Make, what you're saying makes no sense. I know. I know. But it does. <laughs> no, it makes no sense at all, but at the same time, it does. And it's weird. It's a very strange dynamic that they've created, and that's kind of why I like Ghostface so much. It's like, we all under... And that's the thing. It's such a meta franchise that it makes perfect sense. We all understand is different people, but at the same time, while we're watching the movie and Ghostface has his mask on, it's just Ghostface. Yeah, I kind of get that. You're right. I just like to irritate you. A I, bit. I, I, yeah, I, I know I'll you. Like poke you a little bit about that. <sighs> um, Usa, Usa. Don't this fucking Rob Zombie thing with Ghostface really pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. That you'd watch it though. <laughs> I'd be so fucking mad though while I'm doing it. Uh, David Arquette. The last thing I wanted to bring up wants a Scream video game from Supermassive. Oh. All right. I mean, I, uh, that would be cool. Here's my question: Is David Arquette who they consult on that? <laughs> Probably not. Is this not. just like a fantasy thing as a fan? Well, he, or... he worked with Supermassive on their new game, The Quarry, which is out now. Yeah, which just came out, and I'm really pissed because my PlayStation Five is a wall at the moment. <laughs> um, Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I trust me. I, that, that thought has crossed my mind. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so but yeah, so he's he worked on the super massive game, The Quarry. So I'm guessing he's just saying, Hey, maybe they should make a scream game next. <laughs> I can't believe that this is the story that you think we're going to close on, though, Mikey. Yeah, we've got a couple of things said, left. Yeah, you said scream news, and I thought, Oh, here we go. Wait, really, really, really quick before you say that, I know you guys are going to yell at me, and I know you guys don't agree with me, but I think Gun Media should get the scream video. I'm well, so do- glad 
that I, well I, I'm so glad that they're not because David Arquette makes all the final decisions <laughs> a guy who's not even in the thing anymore but I would definitely prefer to play a super massive version of a screen I know you would yeah. yeah that's the thing like Gun would do an amazing job with the game yeah and, and, and it would be an awesome game that I would never play yeah I know I, I would have a lot yeah. of fun watching the gun media yeah oh yeah version of screen yeah, right yeah I'd love watching Mikey get killed on it. Both but, pay, both companies would do phenomenal, though. But yeah, for but for I my... will issue a challenge to Supermassive right now. If you do a scream game to appease your god, David Arquette, I will platinum it. I will play it until I have everything done. <laughs> also, Supermassive, think of the most fucking annoying single. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> well, they've got. I mean, have you seen? I guess the the quarry has something like 147 different endings. Yeah. I'll <sighs> listen. Crazy. I'll find 147 different scream endings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing that game. I, I love what Supermassive does. I think they're fantastic. I wouldn't hate it if they did a Scream game. I don't know that that sort of lends itself to their style, though. No. To be honest with you. I do think it's something that would, would be much better in the hands of Gun or something like that. It's just... Also, unfortunately, I would not play it because they don't make the kind of games I play. All right, fuckers. What are you got me nervous now? What, what, are, we, what are we doing? Have you not heard the Dev news? Campbell. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, how have you not seen this story? It's been everywhere. Blocked it and we're going to look like idiots if we don't talk about it. Yeah, I, I purposely pushed this out of my brain. It's okay. I have one story after this also, Dev, that we can end on. But we should um, talk about this. So, yeah, Nev Campbell is not returning for Scream 6. Says or, who? Says Nev says Campbell. Campbell. That, but, yeah, yeah. But, but what does that mean? Well, mm -hmm. here's the deal. Um, I think that Unfortunately for her, she is in the worst negotiating spot ever because I've gone on record as saying that I would watch a six cream that didn't bring out any of the legacy characters. I don't think they're necessary. And Not much like cream. David Arquette controls the game rights, Rob <laughs> controls yeah. the uh, recasting. Yeah, right? I mean, well, but no, I, I just think from her negotiating, like her negotiating point is I should make, I should, you, they didn't offer her enough money. And she's saying, I, you know, I put all these years into this franchise and everything. I should be paid more. And it's kind of like, yeah, but Sydney's sort of not important anymore. I wouldn't go so far as to phrase yeah. it that way, but I do kind of, I, I get what you're saying, though. Right. Like, like to, to the franchise in its current state, they can make another movie without Sydney and it can be great. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't do that with four. They couldn't do that with three, but they can do it now. I don't even think they could have did it with five because we didn't know she didn't yet. didn't do much in five. No, no, I know. But but she was there. We didn't know yet. You know, if they, if Scream 5 would have came out and they would have told us no Nev Campbell, people would have been turned off immediately. Yeah, that, that's I see what you're saying. You know? But now, but now they seen, can. Yeah. Now that we have seen five cream and right. they've created these other characters that are just as interesting as the original cast of characters, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. they, she's not really necessary for this movie and look <sighs> I met Nev Campbell at the con I loved her she was sweet she was crazy you know uh, I love her but I think she's just in a bad negotiating spot I'm going to hold out hope until the fucking credits are done rolling the screen <laughs> turns black and they tell me to get the fuck out of the theater or they're calling the cops that Nev Campbell is lying and she will be the killer in that movie 
and Dude, I don't I know Rob you've been and I hate it but if that's the alternative of her not being in it at all do it like that we're talking about Nev Campbell not Vince McMahon I don't think this is a work dude let me dream damn it <laughs> and, and other oh. I mean look her her castmates from the other films have come out and, and sided with her and said that yeah she should she should have gotten they should have paid her what she wanted um but you know another side I, apparently the people that make the decisions don't care what Matthew Lillard thinks Another side of this is too. Uh, I mean, we don't know. I, I don't know if there's been numbers thrown out that she was asking for, but if this is real and my pipe dream is not happening, uh, like what? Who? Who the hell was the guy we said last week? Is like who is getting this money? You know, like is she? If she's asking for an absorbent amount of money that would damage the film, got it. So. Well, it I, sounded I, like she no and, and this is i am fully in support of nev campbell right yeah. like she has made this franchise what it is i i don't if she wants all the money give her all the money i get it uh this is not a complaint it sounds like she was asking for a lot of money no. for the role that she had like we're talking millions for maybe a day of shooting i like, think oh. and i can't i can't find it uh now so, um, but I, I read somewhere that her role was going to be small in the movie and it was only going to require a few days shooting and they offered her $2 million. Oh, see, $2 million is, is even, Come I on. think, lower than what I had heard. But I also, I've been having, I actually went to save this because I figured it was going to come up and I couldn't find it again. Um, but yeah, there, there was a thing I read where... Um, they talked about it, but yeah, I had read that it just was a lot of money. Wait, I and I don't think two million is unreasonable. If they said no to two million, they should be ashamed of themselves. Like, I don't know, dude. For three days' work, yes. For Nev no. Campbell, no, 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 no. And they didn't say no to two million. They offered two million, and oh. she said no. Oh, oh. And if okay. somebody offered me two million dollars for three days' work. I still wouldn't do it either if I were her, man. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, uh, you know what I want to do? I would, lo I would love to revisit this one day. And I mean, we may never know. Probably will never know the numbers. But I want to see what Jamie Lee Curtis made for the Halloween to uh, Halloween Kills. That's fair. You know. Yeah. I mean, I know she's no, not. No, quite... I don't think that. I don't think that's comparable. I, I know I, she's I, not quite Jamie I think Lee. It, I think it took Jamie Lee Curtis probably more than three days to shoot her ro role in Halloween Kills. Her character doesn't do a lot, but she's on screen. That's I mean, if they're asking fair. for three days' work and they're going to pay you, you know, and again, I can't find it now, so right. take these, you know, I I almost am, feel bad for saying these numbers because I, I can't find it again, and they may not be correct, but I did read that somewhere. Right. Um, and if that is indeed the case, then I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, where do all those fucking articles go? I feel like uh, when it broke, I couldn't go anywhere without seeing them. And then when I yeah. went to look them up for this, they were like gone. They were wiped yeah. off the face of the earth. Yeah, I'm clicking on all these articles. Now it's all just she's not coming back over a salary dispute, but none of them have the numbers anymore. Um. It it's hard, man. It's so hard. If, if that's the deal, I mean, look, I you know, again, 
I just think that if that's what they offered her and she doesn't want to do it, I mean, fine, that's her decision. She can do whatever she wants, obviously. But it seems weird to me that this is when you try to put your foot down when the franchise has probably never needed you less. Because it's going to it probably going to be the last time they need her. And I would have um, put my money down about five. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like, listen. That's true. Pay me for five. That's true. Uh, a little bit of context here, which, you know, makes me change my stance a little bit. Uh, Scream 5 had a $24 million budget. That That's not... That's you know, not yeah. an exorbitant budget. It's not They're huge. They're not working with a ton there. Right. So if, you know, and, and, you know, the budget might be up for Scream 6. I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't seen that anywhere. Uh, they did two well. million out of twenty four, though. For uh, yeah, okay. You know. Yeah. And if we're talking like five million, I was I would have said give it to her, but for tw- if they have a twenty five million dollar budget again, they, you know that 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 could do a lot of stuff. That could CGI a lot of knives. It could. It could CGI a lot of shit with five million dollars. <laughs> including knives but yeah that that's damn yeah I, I think I just blocked that out mentally I seen that and couldn't fucking get over it for like an hour <laughs> and I think I just pushed it out entirely wow yeah shit I forgot about that but that you know I'm going to hold off hope because they kept Tony Todd out of the credits of Candyman for quite some time uh what the oh seven did it someone I think it was Jake Nate, Nate did it. Nate pointed out on Twitter that they did that with Seven. Yeah, I pointed that out during the episode, too. Thanks for paying attention. I know you did, but I, in relation to Scream. <laughs> it's been done before, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find any of these numbers anywhere. As far as like what she got paid for Scream 5, I can't find that either. Because there's so many... It's so hard to find a salary for sometimes. Sometimes they offer these back-end deals and everything, you know, that... Let me ask you this: Would it? We spend a lot of time on this. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Okay. If her, if her shit in there was gonna be five minutes, up oh, five minutes, gonna be a couple of days, like one to three to maybe five to whatever it is, days worth of shooting. Not a big role, not very important. Sydney probably died in this movie, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Possibility. It's possible. So if they can get there without having to give her millions of dollars, which they can do. I mean, yeah, but how mad are people going to be if Sydney dies off screen? Furious. Right? What are you going to do? Yeah. They, she's got this. Is, Rob's right. She, this is the worst time to negotiate. But for something like that, she it doesn't have them by the balls. But it's like, I, I'm sure Guy and and. uh Holy shit. Uh, James, I'm sure they will be have the same thought process Kat just did. Can we really get rid of Nev Campbell off screen? You know, like as big a fans as they are, I'm sure it would bother them. Yeah. But what are you going to do? The business decision would be, okay, we're going to do it anyway. It's like Jennifer Aniston with friends all over again, guys. This sucks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Now it's going to bother me for the rest of the night again. If we didn't talk about that story, we would have looked like the biggest idiots on the planet. Are you kidding me? It would not be the first time we look like the biggest idiots on the planet. 
And I mean, I don't know. I, I, to me, this just isn't the most tragic thing in the world. I think they can be fine and make a fine movie without her. You don't get it. Uh, I have something that's going to cheer you up, Mikey. Okay. Because we also can talk about the new Rob Zombie trailer. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that came out. Yeah, it did. Uh, and we yeah. actually talked about it a lot, uh, like on Twitter, uh, but it was almost right <laughs> after we recorded the last episode. So I know it feels like a lot. But yeah, uh, that's all new for this week. Yeah. Uh, it looked fine. I mean, we'll see. You know, it was just a recreation of the opening of the show. Yeah, um, there's it, no it, like new content here. Yeah, but it didn't look terrible. You guys talked about a lot on Twitter. I just kept sending redneck gifs. <laughs> I came around on it. I wasn't sure at first. I was not. I, I feel like we've talked about this before. I wasn't the biggest fan of the monsters. I kind of missed out on that a little bit. Um, it's one of those I, I would catch it every now and then, you know. But so, so I don't know if I'm exactly the target audience for this promo. My mom got really excited uh, when she saw it. She liked the monsters a lot more than I did. Uh, and you know what? After I, I actually went back and I watched the original opening again, I watched them like back to back. And uh, I think they did a good job. It's a, it's a little bit different. I think this one's, if anything, a little bit sillier even, but I don't mind it. I, it's grown on me. I've watched it a couple more times. I've sat with it. I, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm still very hesitant. If this was any other director, I'd be like, yeah, it looked great. <laughs> um, but I'm so hesitant <laughs> to get my hopes up uh, for anything that Rob Zombie makes. Um, so we'll see when, once it comes out. It's just, it's hard to know. But uh, it did look fine. PG wow. Rob Zombie is interesting. <laughs> it's, yeah, I am interested in that. A little get weird. Your hopes up. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Come on. Rob Zombie. We'll go wrong. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it'll look cool. I've been looking forward to it all along, man. You know, I don't have any emotional attachment to the monster, so it's easy for me to say. I think that's helping me quite right. a bit because it's like, even if this is a disaster, I'm not going to care that much. <laughs> no, I'm not really. I don't remember the monsters really. I used to watch the monsters a lot. Um, I, I wouldn't say I have a real emotional attachment to it or anything, but I did used to watch the, the reruns quite a bit when I was a kid. No. Oh, and I actually preferred the monsters to the Adams family. Craziness. Isn't I just thought it was a funnier show. It's not like he's doing Rob Zombie's Tales from the Crypt or anything. That'd be awesome. Imagine what the Crypt Keeper would look like. <laughs> Holy shit. He'd look like the blob. Uh alright, is that is that all we have for the news? Yeah, I think that's it for the news. All right, this is a long news segment. I think it's going to benefit the show. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll be back with 1981's The Prowling. Your pick. Mm-hmm. 
Would you like to explain your pick, Rob? Yeah, yeah it's a fun 80s slasher movie. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with an 80s slasher. I'm always down for that. I would have said always, too. <laughs> this is a good movie. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. It's not great, like it, it's, but it's fun. It's just a fun 80s slasher movie. I don't think I have ever hated a slasher character as much as I hate Mark. Can we oh, talk Mark, about how much I hate fine. Mark? <laughs> Why do you hate Mark? Why I fucking that? hate Mark. All right. Uh, first of all, he's dumb. He's bad at his job. Uh, he's a sensitive man-child who is somehow also... He's too old to be dating that girl or to be flirting with all of her friends openly. He's creepy. Uh, this movie has not aged well. It does not reflect our current values. And uh, I tried really, really hard because it's like sometimes you watch older movies and you're like, okay, this probably played a lot better in the 80s than it's playing right now. And I'm usually really good at putting that kind of stuff into perspective when I watch movies because there are a lot of movies I like that have stuff like that in it where it's like we could not get away with this today. But fucking Mark, I just he was so annoying. Like it wasn't like, oh, here's one thing that aged poorly about Mark. He's so fucking stupid. He's I, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. No, I liked Mark. Holy I shit. hate him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, all of my notes are about how much I hate Mark. Uh, I'm almost out of material, guys. <laughs> no, uh, I really did. It was distracting, though, like how much. Because at first I was just like, oh, this guy's a creep. And then I was like, wait a minute. He's a cop. Like, how much older is he than these girls? And then it was like, oh, and he's bad at being a cop. Like, there were just, there were so many layers to, oh, boy. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, he didn't bother me at all. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I feel like that is one of those things that would play a lot better, you know, because I, I had a boss that was like, you know, around that age range, what we would be now. And uh, he hit on young girls all the time. And it was, you know, I was looking at it like, Ugh. can but, you imagine though today, like a movie coming out today where a cop is dating a high school student and hitting on her friends like they're I not in high school they're in college are they yeah is that college yeah are, it's a college. The, are there college graduation dances yeah what the fuck i don't know man i think that's a college right is it that makes it i will i'll step back a little bit if it's college i uh, it played on. very much if like it's high school, school you're right then it's very weird i watched it and just thought it was a college i, I didn't think anything of it that was the other thing school. is because like there's arguably too much exposition in some places and then like i didn't know what they were doing i because i thought that there was like a sorority house at first which yeah, i could yeah, understand being yeah. in college so, but then it's just her apartment and then no i don't know what's going on pam is described in the description as a college senior okay I, that, uh, that makes it across. a little bit better it's still creepy and weird and i don't like it but it's well, i don't think he's that much better. older than her Honestly, I mean, he's he's just a sheriff's deputy, and he's a young guy. I, like, I don't think he'd be. I mean, if she's a senior, she's probably twenty-two. He doesn't look like he's much more than twenty-four, twenty-five. Okay, he looked like he was at least in his mid-thirties. Everyone in this was too old. Um, <laughs> I, that that does reduce my complaints some a little bit. He was still a very creepy dude. He still sucked at his job. I still hate him, but I do hate him less. I'm right. I'm less mad. It didn't bother me enough. I mean, I just, it was a movie from the 80s. You know, everybody was trying to fuck everybody back then. So, 
it, it does make me regret the setting a little bit more. It, I feel like it wasn't set up well. It wasn't. No, I no it was you're right. It wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't. It never even crossed my mind that it was high school. But I mean, but I can see how you I've would think I've never heard that. of a college graduation dance. Yeah. Was I mean, that a thing in the 80s? I don't know. I don't know. But I, to me, I was just like, well, they live in dorms. See, I thought maybe it was like a, and that was the other thing, because when I couldn't figure out, when I realized it wasn't a sorority house, I thought maybe it was an apartment, and then I thought maybe it was like a boarding school. I had no idea what the fuck was that, going on See, that movie. didn't cross my mind, but yeah, you're right. It could have played as a boarding school. Like, I see how you could see it as a boarding school. Yeah, but to yeah. me, I always, I, I never even thought of it as a high school. Uh, had you guys seen this movie before? I had not, no. I had seen very little of this movie uh, one or two times. Never yeah. actually sat and, you know, full-blown paid attention. When it started, did you think you started the wrong movie? I did. <laughs> no, I figured. I, I, I yeah. double-checked. See, man, that's... when th This movie's just all off to me. Because it's called The Prowler. When I think of a prowler, I think of somebody, you know, some dude who's just breaking into somebody's house or creeping outside of it to break into it and stalking. And I don't picture somebody, although the outfits explained and set up in the beginning, I get it. I don't picture a military guy in combat boots and, mm -hmm. you know, like it just, it didn't, it, it, I don't, that's not a prowler to me. Like this is like a I my bloody think, Valentine. I don't think he's supposed to be the prowler. I think Mark is supposed to be. No, I know. No, but no, I think the, the, that's the, the prowler is, is supposed to be the guy from from the other town that they think might be coming that way. I, I know. But that's the killer, though, is this guy. I'm, I'm talking as far as like the killer. Like, it, it, yeah. that's who I associate this movie with. It's the prowler. That's the killer. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever. Like, name it something else. The movie should be about a prowler. That dude wasn't, you know. The, like yeah. exactly like you said that wasn't the main focus but it was mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are we doing here all right i'm wearing boot combat boots and shit i'm like what the fuck is this yeah but that all that i mean the costume set up i i know i understand why he's wearing that i know i know but i don't like it all right well, it reminded like me you. of house what's wrong with house now you're gonna trash house <laughs> no nothing wrong with house. but remember the combat Military guy, zombie guy at the end, it looked like him. Yeah. Ding dong, you're dead. Remember that's the yeah. tagline. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I don't understand why you guys didn't <laughs> like this movie. It's just a to me, it's just a fun 80s slasher. It's I love the simplicity and also the convolution of the plots of 80 slashers. You know, because they're typically just the simplest story of you know, it's almost always the anniversary of something and some killer has returned and he's killing people. But then they try to make it so much more convoluted than that, that it I just entertains the hell out of me. And Usually I movie. like it a lot more, but I just the characters, I, not even Mark, I'm putting a pin in my whole Mark complaint. I didn't think they were likable enough. Like, I... Not that a lot of the 80s slashers had super likable characters, but I think this is the movie that found the line where it's like, if I dislike them enough, I can't like the movie anymore. That and is just... it, that is a problem with this movie. They don't there's not enough character development. Like I didn't dis I didn't like or dislike it, the characters in this movie. They were just sort of there. Um you don't really learn enough about any of them uh to like them or not, you know. Um yeah. 
and so yeah that was that was a problem the other major problem i had was the um what was his name the strokey mcstrogerson um and the um the guy in the wheelchair the major major chatham who had the stroke like I, i didn't understand why that character was included really at all other than i guess he was the father of the the girl who was killed back in the day but it just like why was he out in the yard in the middle why was of the he night helping the killer <laughs> yeah like like he grabs her arm and he's just like why is this guy in a wheelchair just out in like the side yard <laughs> in the middle of the night it's so weird it doesn't make any sense and then like she's like panicked about him later even yeah. though it, he almost got her killed <laughs> like, yeah yeah and yeah and he's a weirdo who like spies on the girls as they're showering or whatever but also like they're taunting him a little bit yeah yeah i yeah, I did not get him. That either. was yeah, yeah. All of that stuff with it with the girls and him was very eighties. Um, I, I I felt like um, there's a lot of that wait in my car stuff, and I always hate that. Like when yeah. Mark uh, arrives, he's like, "I'm gonna go check it out. You wait in my Jeep." Bullshit. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna wait in your car in the dark by myself. I'm gonna go ahead and go with you, especially. If that car is a Jeep that has like pieces of plastic for fucking windows, you know? Also, I don't think I've ever been so mad at a character as when he's like, I don't want to drag you around anymore. And it's like, I swear to fucking Christ with this guy. Like, she's done all of the investigating so far. She's MVP of this horrible investigation. Like, what the fuck is this? I noted that, by the way. Like, I, I do not like when. And this is my I argument was, with Seven. Movie off. I was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> this was my argument with Seven. Like, it felt like a police procedural to me. And you know, again, maybe that is being a little too harsh on it, but in an extreme with that. But this somehow wasn't enough of one, which is like insane for me to even think. Like. Not that I wanted more scenes of it, but I wanted the scenes of it to make sense and be better. Like, I I literally had that note. Like, this is the worst investigation I've ever fucking seen, man. Like, what the hell are they looking for? What are they doing? Like, they have no idea. When uh, do, uh the cop was, like, going through the house when she first seen him and ran off and, you know, all that. He's going through to make sure ain't no one's in there. There was no feeling, emotion, any type of... Uh, of anything there man like they could have done a lot better of a job trying to build some anticipation there or something man and they it was just flat and then there's the scene oh my god where he's he calls the sheriff and the guy at the hotel answers and it's like i understand like he was rude or whatever now the the motel guy has to like punish him but we had to watch that whole scene in live time where he's just like fucking Yeah, that I stuff that in was, his face and it's kind of a it's kind of a weird scene, but also like I get it. If I was that hotel guy, I'd have been the same way. I kind of get it, but like I hated having to watch it because it's like this is wasting my time also. This felt like a lot <laughs> longer than 90 minutes. Uh and that was the point where I like actively started to notice. And it's like, I swear I've been watching this movie for <laughs> Now, see, I thought this movie flew by. I really, I like, I, it's not great. There's a lot of problems, but I still really enjoy this movie. I, um, You know, there, like, I hated, like, when Paul arrested Mark 
you know, and he was arresting him for well, disturbing the peace or whatever. Like that yeah. didn't feel to me like something he would have done. I felt like he would have just gotten him out of the dance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so like, I didn't get all of that. And why we had scenes of that. Um, unless they were trying to pad the runtime to get it to 90. Um, Which also, I don't technically think they did. I think it's like an hour and 27. I think they felt yeah. just short of it. But yeah. yeah I... um, because there is a bit of that too. Like it, towards the end when the weirdo guy shoots the killer um, before the killer hops back up and him and Pam just sort of stand there and they're like both staring at each other. And there's this weird, almost romantic music playing, and it looks like they're oh, falling in what love. What the fuck was going on with the yeah. music? Yeah. It's really strange, and it seems to go on for much longer than it needs to. And there were, I think that's one of my biggest complaints with the movie. Um, like taking the characters out of it, I think it was just edited. And it's like you said, maybe they were trying to pad the runtime. Like there wasn't, it feels like there was so much plot that they should not have had an issue with the runtime, but somehow they did. Uh, but a lot of this stuff just feels like it could have been cut. And like, there's the scene and, and I think it made it unbelievable in some points when she goes back to the apartment or dorm room or whatever it is. And the, her roommate's been killed. Like that scene, I would have believed if she runs in changes and runs back out, but she's like in that apartment for so long like fidgeting with stuff and you know mm -hmm. there are like multiple shots of her getting next to the blood and i yeah. and then she has to go back into the apartment a second time when you think it's finally over and like even the chase scene directly after that mm -hmm. felt so long like I, I and it just it took some of the plausibility out of it for me because it's like there's no reason why these shots need to be going on like this yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, did you guys know who the killer was? Did you figure it out? I did not. Uh, no. I lost the plot a little bit at the end. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. What about you, Mikey? Did you had you known? Who, did you know who the killer was? Uh, no. And I'm I mean, it's pretty fucking simple, really. Uh, I, yeah, I I did feel kind of dumb afterward, where it's like, oh yeah, but it's it's foreshadowed at least once too. At some point, uh, right at the beginning of the movie, though, uh, Mark says, I think he's, he picks Pam up and they go for lunch, and he says, I have to stop by the office first. If I don't, the sheriff will kill me. Yeah. And then there's one other time I think where he makes some comment or somebody makes some comment about that, like that too. But. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot there. It's <laughs> an eye roll, though. Oh, it's the sheriff. Yeah. Like, and that, that just made it even worse. Well, there's only one other character it could be, really. I mean... <laughs> well, like, him. I, I don't know if this is a compliment or a complaint. Uh, I didn't love the movie, so it felt more like a complaint while I was watching it. But it did have that kind of like... I didn't know I was supposed to be watching a whodunit. Because it just framed like it was done. You know what I mean? Like especially with um what's her face oh i don't remember any of the characters names from this um but pam uh is like running around and she's like just spewing all this stuff and you know she's got like the article and the research and it's just like i didn't know that it was going to be like uh we've got to figure out who the killer is i thought it was just uh oh he's back kind of a deal you know so then when it was the sheriff, I did kind of roll my eyes because it's like, oh, geez. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, of course it is. 
And it's just that that's the kind of movie it was, man. Everything was out of course. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But also remember, this is a movie from 1981. A lot of the tropes that it's doing weren't tropes at the time. Yeah, but they were stuff that movies like but, Friday the 13th did a lot better. But Friday the 13th had only been out a year earlier. So all this shit was new. And they still did a lot. Well, I don't better. know. I don't know. This is something we've talked about a little bit. Why I think that I like the 70s better than the 80s in terms of horror movies. Because a lot of the stuff was being done in Italy. <laughs> like a lot of the stuff was being done overseas in horror before it hit American slashers in the 80s. This felt like everyone, we all complained a little bit about the plot for Bay of Blood, but like, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. this was. <laughs> Bay of Blood yeah, but those aren't slasher movies. movies. Those are giallos. It's different. I, I know they're giallos, but like, <laughs> but also. <laughs> and I, I think it's actually the plural is like gialli. Is that right? That sounds right. I, yeah. Mikey, it's Italian. What, what's the. Why the hell are you going to ask me like I'm just supposed to know? I don't know. I'd imagine it's Giallo. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Unbelievable. Uh, Master Trolley. But, but that, <laughs> but, um, it, it, that's, she's, Cat's right, man. It, I don't know. Everything, I could think of pretty much everything in this movie. I could think of another 80s movie that did it better. And I'm mm-hmm. talking, even the first kill. Cool idea, the pitchfork, which you could have found a bigger fucking pitchfork, not for nothing. But anyway, also double impaled. Seriously, also happened to play a blood. <laughs> right, but and, and it it's just as cool as it was. They had the blood going through her, and you know, it was flat. And I think that that was because and and I didn't really rewind to listen, but I didn't remember the score going on in there. And I think that had some like there was I think that's what was missing. That was a very Friday the 13th kill. And it was flat. It didn't have a lot of score and music and 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 oomph to it. So it just kind of happened and it was done. And then the second ah, But Friday the 13th had their double impalement cut. Did they? Yeah. There's not a yeah, there's not a double impalement in the movie. Well, no, but I'm saying it, it's a very Friday the 13th kill though. Style. Yeah. You know, that, that's some Jason shit. And, you know, it was just, it was like every kill on Friday the 13th, whether it was bad or not, every movie, it felt better. And I know the score, Harry Manfredini, you know, I'm not asking them to do all that, but I don't know. Give me something. I don't know exactly what it was, but it felt flat. And the second kill, it was the same thing. It, it was a cool concept through the skull, down by the jaw. Okay, it looked cool, but. I think everything that happened after the kill, him choking him and wiping the blood off the knife, I think that was better than the actual kill. Mm-hmm. See, I my favorite part of this movie, like the I have just a few things that I really liked about the movie that I wanted to talk about. The kills were one of them. I was underwhelmed by the first one. I, I was a little bit underwhelmed there just because it has become, and again, I know it wasn't it necessarily as much when they, this movie came out, but like the double impalement thing. Not always my favorite. Uh, we do see a lot of it from the 80s, but I I did like the kills. They were my favorite part of the movie. Um, what I liked best about them, other than, I think the effects, uh, the this wasn't my favorite Savini blood, but it I do think the effects overall were really good, um, especially for the other like aspects of this movie. Uh, and I liked that every kill did feel different, you know? They killed a lot of people. Uh, 
just based off of the quality of the film and especially the quality of the storytelling, I expected that they were going to get lazy as the kills went on. And they weren't all equally bombastic, but they were all different. And I, especially considering that he had a pitchfork that he was killing everyone with for some reason, they did feel unique, you know? Like, and I... The kills were fresh all the way throughout the movie. It was one of my favorite aspects of it. Um, he seemed to have a pitchfork and then I don't even know, like a sword or something. I don't know what the fuck that other thing was. And then also there was uh, also uh, there was a gunshot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I put in my notes. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, gunshot. Like that. <laughs> slasher, yeah. Rob. Yeah, yeah, he did. But, uh, you know, he did it better than Art the Mind. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, his gunshot was better. Uh, <laughs> this movie. I mean, he's a he's a World War II soldier. He's gonna shoot people, right? It's so stupid. Does I mean, you guys talking shit about you're talking shit about this guy. This guy fought Hitler. So that was the other thing that really disappointed me. I maybe got my hopes up a little bit too high because I saw in the description Shutter really misled me about how much World War II stuff was going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot more uh, Hitler fighting flashbacks. I don't know what gave me that impression, wishful yeah. thinking maybe, where yeah. I thought we were going to, it was going to be like a psychological thing where we saw, you know, what the war had done to him. And, and pretty much it was just prom night with a 1950s opening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a newsreel opening and then, you know, he got a Dear John letter. And then killed the girl. Yeah, I <laughs> I got a little bit uh, too excited about the World War II aspect of this. Oh. I That's do, on me. <laughs> I remember watching this movie before and, and really liking the score. As a matter of fact, Waxwork put it out and I almost bought it and I, I didn't because I didn't have the money at the time. And watching it the second time, I was really unimpressed by the score all the way around. The score was bad. I did have one my one of my other positive comments about the movie was there was, I think, one of my favorite score moments of all time where uh, in the shower, the girl is being murdered and she screams and it fades into the 80s music that's playing at the oh, prom. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was very band. funny. <laughs> like, I laughed out loud during, I don't know if that was what they were going for, um, but I did appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Elsewise, the score was very disappointing yeah i don't know why i thought it was so good the first time i watched it but when i watched it this time i was like oh i'm glad i didn't buy this one yeah and like i said around the kill like you know not to hash the kills back up again but that i think the score had a lot to do with it uh i think cat had a good point saying that they were you know some were better than others but you got to have the wherewithal to not let the weaker ones be at the beginning and yeah, I don't even think I finished my thing because you had brought up the score. I complimented the kills. I think visually they're great, but that was the only thing, like the special effects and the uh, like framing of them, I guess, were the only things really going for them because the editing didn't help, the acting didn't help, uh, and the score was just like non-existent for some of them. Like, I, yeah, they were, the kills were really pulling their weight. <laughs> yeah on their own like yeah because mikey there's like no fucking score in some of these <laughs> no 
No, and and you know, no, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying all the kills are bad or anything, but like those first two, come on, man. And then they had the shower kill, and the score was more prominent. The act, the acting was great in that too. You know, that might have been the best acting in the movie. I didn't yeah. have a problem with any of the acting. I thought the acting was fine. Mm. I mean, it's an eighty slasher movie for eighty yes. slasher standards. I feel like you got pretty good acting in this one. That's fair. I maybe. It might have been the writing. I, I do think sometimes, because I know there's a difference between like having bad actors and having bad writing, but I think sometimes they kind of like it. If a script is poorly written enough, I think it's really hard to tell if the actors are trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you run into that sometimes. And that's kind of how I felt, not with everyone, but with like a lot of the cast of this, you know, because the yeah. characters were just really flat. Um, I couldn't tell a lot of the women getting killed like apart and uh yeah i don't know god picked shitter man oh you guys are just too harsh on this movie and you know what another thing was too you could always tell when somebody was gonna fucking die oh yeah because they're like oh i'm going to wander off by right. myself for right. an annoyingly long cut <laughs> same setup every fucking time right, it's like, that's, come how, on. that's how almost all slashers are but you look at the friday the also- 13th movies it's the same thing also, I fucking I, I know I keep getting caught up on technical stuff, but the setting like I don't think I've ever seen a setting so bad in a movie because I didn't I, I thought it was a high school. So obviously, like <laughs> it wasn't framed the best. Uh, and I'll admit that's on me. Like I kind of. No, but- I think you're right. I think that's just I, I think they didn't they didn't establish that well enough I, because I while I did not think that at all and always just assumed it was a college. I watch or when you say that I can understand why you thought that because they don't really specify like yeah. they, you would think, I mean, they were hanging a banner and I think it just said like graduation dance or something. Had it yeah. said like, you know, Chatham <laughs> college graduation dance, no, you know, or something. Graduation then, dance. And yeah. then like, there was a pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she kept, she said like, I'm going to go up to the pool. I thought they had like a roof pool on their school. And then she's just like outside in the wilderness. No one else is there. It seemed to be at someone's house or something I, because she said she was going to the Gordon's pool. And yeah, that again, not really, not And then not the great. teacher goes looking for yeah. her outside. Yeah. And it's like, is this on campus somewhere? <laughs> like. Can you see it from the gazebo? Can you see the other murder? Like, I just had no reference for where anything was at. I didn't yeah. know. No, like, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, it really messed me up. And also, on that note, there, the teacher goes up to give the announcement that they all have to stay inside the school. There's one crazy cop uh, enforcing it. There's one like really overly zealous guy yeah. who's like, I'm going to make sure no one leaves. He's arresting people, taking them off the campus while this is happening. And then like she wanders off by herself to go get the people that didn't hear the announcement. The one guy that actually, uh, Paul, is actually in the bathroom when the announcement's made and he couldn't hear it from the bathroom. So like they only told that one room full of people and yeah. then that was it. They just go back to playing music and it's like, this is, oh boy, <laughs> a lot of kids are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. I was really excited too for this. Not a lie. Like, damn man, an 80s slasher, old school original. This is what I've been asking for. And this is a better movie than Seed at Chucky. 
It is a better movie than Seed of Chucky. It's not a more entertaining movie than Seed of Chucky. Uh, it I is a more it is. entertaining movie yeah, than no Seed of Chucky. Way. Come on. We, Kat, you would really sit and watch this again? Yes. Over Jennifer Tilly? Yeah. Oh, oh, and Chucky? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly is in Seed of Chucky. Yeah. yeah I Jennifer do like Tilly. looking at Jennifer Tilly. But Mark is in this one. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Mark. I would watch this 10 times before I would watch Seed of Chucky once. That's I, crazy. I don't know if I would watch it 10 times. I, I would rather watch this again than Seed of Chucky. If I never have to watch Seed of Chucky again in my life, I'm going to be pretty happy. I wouldn't um, be thrilled about it either, but <laughs> for this, I literally, this movie you guys mentioned, an hour and a half, and a friend of mine had uh, texted me and uh, asked me something, and they were like, how long do you have left with the movie? I looked, I said, a fucking another half an hour it felt long <laughs> i couldn't believe it all right um also i feel like i'm just throwing stuff out erratically but like i'm agitated a bit about this film uh can we talk about the end sure i, I hate it i hate it so much <laughs> which which it's, end it's bad like uh, the reveal the, or when she goes back to her room when she goes back to her room yeah it's it plays kind of stupid it plays so stupid because like i I don't know a hundred percent what they were going for with that. Uh, I don't know if she's I like can so tell traumatized. You exactly. Oh yeah. They the, they did that at the end because they were ripping off Carrie. The same reason Jason uh, jumps out of the lake at the uh, end of Friday the Thirteenth. They were ripping off Carrie. But, okay, but like from a story standpoint, though, oh, makes is no she sense. supposed to be? Was he supposed to have survived the night? In real terms like almost choking to death or is she supposed to be having a psychological breakdown like i I think i i got the impression that that did not really happen that she was imagining that okay but i'm not 100 percent certain because they don't make it clear because it makes no sense story-wise just like jason jumping out of the lake at the end of friday the 13th really makes no sense story-wise right like that really bothered me and also just uh, again the setting because it's like where can you leave a shower on all night? First of all, it was still there was still hot water, which I don't think hot water tanks were that efficient in the eighties. Well, I'd I'm love wrong. to have that kind of hot water. I I don't have that kind of hot water now. Like yeah. I could not take a hot shower all night and still have it be that nice the next day. Uh, but like, also, I, who would let that run? Like it's a shared building. I feel like someone would have found them by the time, assuming that she somehow didn't find them, because that I still don't think was plausible, but Yeah. There are other tenants. There are other people there, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. But I don't know, because I mean, I remember I lived in a dorm. I didn't pay any attention to what other people were doing. You know, shit, I don't pay attention to what other people are doing now. <laughs> My neighbor's shower could run for a month and I wouldn't know this. You picked a shitter, Rob. No, no, this is a good movie. It's not great, but it's good. Um, I have some trivia if you guys are interested. Yeah, let's hear some trivia. Um, there's, there was some, I had to look this up myself, which I, I, I was, uh, in, it, I just found it interesting. So it, at the dance, in the the first dance and so the one in 1945 or whatever year it was um the at one point uh, the i don't know who he is the guy who's like the host of the dance or whatever uh mentions the disappearance of glenn miller and how they're all sad about it mm-hmm. and um i thought well that's interesting i didn't know 
Glenn Miller went just went missing, and it turns out he actually did. Um, are you guys familiar with Glenn Miller at all? I am not familiar with Glenn okay. Miller at all. So in the in the late thirties, early forties, Glenn Miller was like the biggest musician in the world. Right? He was okay. like he, he had a big band, and he was just like like to put it in perspective, Glenn Miller in a in from the period of nineteen thirty nine to nineteen forty two had more top 10 hits than Elvis or the Beatles ever did. Now, who are Elvis and the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and he almost had more than them combined. I, I don't, I didn't take down the numbers, but I, I did look it up. Elvis had, uh, Elvis and the Beatles combined had something like 73 top 10 hits. And Glenn Miller had 69 top 10 hits by himself. Nice. Um, so he was just a huge star. And apparently he signed up to join the USO to go overseas and entertain the troops during World War II. Okay. And his plane was lost over France and they never found it. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Just that is actually really interesting. Yeah. Um Tom not... go ahead. Oh, just I didn't pick up on that. I'm glad you explained that because that was another one of my notes was like, why are they talking about this weird dude? I thought he was supposed to be someone that was like related to the plot oh, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I no. had no idea. And then they just didn't come back to it. And I was yeah, like, I think that is- was just to set up the time period in case you didn't see the 1945 that was real big on the screen or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was a huge star back in the day. Um, Tom Zavini considers this to be his best work. Uh, and I do think the effects are great. I think his part of the, I, yeah, I think he did a really good job. I, I think he had no support. Yeah. I, I think these have like the least impact of any Tom Savini movie, but I don't think it was because of his work. Like he did, he was the best part of this movie. Um, while he was working on the makeup effects for actress Cindy Weintraub, um, he accidentally dyed her skin beet red and it took three days for the dye to wear off. Oh, no. Yeah, you imagine? <laughs> um, this was released as Rosemary's Killer overseas and then re-released in 1983 also was Rosemary's Killer in the United States. And then in 2014, it was discovered that the Prowler had been re-released to a handful of theaters in North and South Carolina as Pitchfork Massacre in the spring of 1984, and it's still unknown who the distributor was or whether they had legal access or the legal rights to release the film at all. So somebody <laughs> just put it back in theaters. It doesn't matter. They did the right thing, man. That that should have been That's a better name. name for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would have been, you know, a little more, because I had expectations going in, man. You can't help it. That's a better name, seriously. I might have liked it more. Uh, the killer was played by three different people. Assistant director, uh, Paul, Mr. Italian name. I don't, I can't pronounce. Racist. Uh, um, he, uh, he's, he was uh, the killer in the stalking and chasing scenes throughout the movie. Tom Savini um, wore the outfit uh, to perform all of the kills in the movie. And then Farley Granger was, you know, the actor was the one at the end who took the mask off. Only three different people played the character in the film. That means they're incompetent too. Poor Tom Savini had to put that outfit on. Just say, let me fucking do it. Like they couldn't do Savini used to do a lot of stuff in the in those movies. Did he? In movies, yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah, because some of those effects are delicate. Yeah, yeah, because he knew how to to do the effects. He's the one who swings the machete that chops off Mrs. Voorhees' head. That one I knew. 
yeah i mean he's in he did yeah he's done a lot of those kind of things in movies because yeah some of the effects have to be done just right or they're gonna look like shit or not work at all or hurt somebody this movie hurt me <laughs> oh bad. says the guy who picked c to chucky Badliness. It's not. Badliness. No. No. I, Nowhere near. Listen. Um. Anyway, that's all the trivia that I had. Not a not a ton for this movie. Couldn't find any box office numbers. I think it had a million dollar budget or something. It had a million dollars. I think so. I think that's what I read. Damn. Okay. I mean, Kat, did you do a, a review lookup for this? I did. Okay. I I just you know. I'm looking at the IMDb. I had the page up and it's showing the little preview of whatever. And they really couldn't have found a better pitchfork. <laughs> they had they really, they, this is the damn suit all over again. It, but it's a terrible that that pitchfork wouldn't kill anybody. Anybody. I don't know, man. A pitchfork is a pitchfork. Yeah, but look at it, it'll bend. There's no way that'll get past a body. Mm. I don't believe it. They had Tom Savini. He couldn't make him a better pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. He just bought a pitchfork somewhere. And that was it. The shit pitchfork. I have a tool. I don't know what it is exactly. It's in my shed. It's a good thing you have it then. Yeah, I don't know what it does, <laughs> but it'll fuck somebody up way better than that that damn pitchfork. Whatever it is. Anyway, so, Kat, you have your reviews? Uh, yes, I... Starting with the IMDb, oh no, sorry. Starting with the Rotten Tomato scores, we have a critic tomato meter of 67%. What? We have an audience score of 49%. Uh, we have an IMDb score of 5.9 out of 10. Uh, and I have one good and one bad review. Uh, and none movie. of them from Jack the Ripper, whatever. And none of them from Jack oh. the Ripper. This guy never reviews horror movies. Why is his name Jack the Ripper? I have no idea. He did like one horror movie. That guy needs to be on an FBI watch list or something. He's a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I wanted to start with a good review. Um, good is such a relative term. It got a fresh tomato here. Uh but it is just a 2.5 out of 4. Uh, this is from James Kendrick at Q Network Film Desk. Uh, a better, and remind, reminder, this is the good review. Okay. <laughs> a better than expected entry into that most despised of genres. Wow. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Which He's I not just wrong. Thought. I mean, slasher movies are despised by critics generally. Stupid. I just thought that was really fun. I mean, fucking bastard. I don't get it. I love slasher movies. But, right. You know, apparently, you don't, Mikey, if you don't like the Prowler. I, listen, we're not going to have that kind of slander because <laughs> <laughs> we all like slashers <laughs> in the name of the show. Hmm? We don't all have to like the Prowler. Some of us just like them more than others, apparently. <laughs> Please continue, Kat. I, I, hmm. Our bad review comes from IMDb. From strong one two two four seven eight 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 five. Gotta love these IMDb names. Um, <laughs> one out of ten for the Prowler. Dear John, you suck, and so does this movie. <laughs> Dear me, where oh where do I begin to tell you how utterly awful this 1981 slasher slash horror movie was? 
To say that the Prowler was just a wretched junk would almost be the same thing as paying it a compliment. And of course, hurling the slew of nasty adjectives at it would never, ever be sufficient enough to do this putrid film's overall incompetence justice. I can't imagine that anyone who is over 16 and in their right mind would ever give this too stupid for words movie more than two stars. (laughs) But then again... That just goes to show you that there's absolutely no accounting for one's puzzling taste in movies. Um, From its predictable storyline to dismal suspense, uh, it is over loud music to its laughable surprise shock ending. The Prowler was a certified dud on all accounts. I recently read that makeup effects man Tom Savini considers the gore effects he created for The Prowler to be his very best work. If this is really so, then I can't imagine how Savini has been able to survive in this competitive field of work for all these years. It made absolutely no sense to me why, after committing his first murder in 1945, a pitchfork-wielding killer took an incredibly long 35-year hiatus, parentheses, that's right, 35 years, from venting his rage of rejection before he finally got back into the swing, parentheses, stab, chop, of things in 1980. Anyway. After seeing The Prowler, I think that the director, Joseph Zito, should change his name to Joseph Zero. <sighs> the, what did he say? The makeups effects guy? What did he call him? Uh, the makeup effects man. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. <laughs> Rob. Sorry, sorry. I was busy loading a candy bar to my ass for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, so I didn't oh. like the movie, but this was harsh. <laughs> Holy shit, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was I mean, not taking, that This guy's bad. taking shots at Tom Savini. Right. And, who, and he clearly doesn't know who Savini is. He does not. He's the makeup effects man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you say something that stupid, you don't know who Tom Savini is. Get the fuck out of here. I can't imagine how he's been able to survive in this competitive right. of yeah. work yeah. for all these Yeah, years. the guy, <laughs> he hasn't uh, only survived in this field, all right? <laughs> he, uh, Talk about thriving and reinventing yourself, doing work for <laughs> WWE and all these yeah. billion dollar organizations. Yeah, how the fuck yeah. do you make it? Yeah. Jerk off. What an idiot. Deserves a candy bar a billion percent. <laughs> yeah. A billion. Wow. I we didn't like it, Kat. And even we're sitting no. here. God damn. Um, I so first of all, once I got to the Tom Savini part, I knew this was the one I was gonna read. Uh, <laughs> but I did go searching for other ones just to see if I had options. There were not a lot of bad reviews for this. There were some bad ratings for it on IMDb. Uh, you can review or rate. Uh, and there were like a few ones and twos, but like a lot of the people that rated it that way did not write why. So there wasn't a lot of competition for, for this this week. Hmm. I'm gonna call bullshit on that. But also I wanted to talk about the makeup effects, man. Because <laughs> that might be... I thought the Titanic thing was wild. But no, like, this that was pretty crazy. The stupidest thing I've read in one of these reviews. That, that's shame. Like, it's really <laughs> a shame. You guys, but I don't know, man. People are out of their fucking minds. They don't know what the hell they're talking about, which is more of a what the fuck are you doing moment. Like, why you even, why even bring up Tom Savini's name if you don't know what the fuck? That, that's literally somebody <laughs> who heard tom savini before and just you know is going mm-hmm. i just like to point out you you guys side with this guy i don't i no. <laughs> uh. i don't like the movie but i i don't agree with this man 
Um, no, it wasn't that bad. It was not <laughs> that bad. <laughs> I mean, like he was sitting there watching fucking rubber or something. Come on now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. All right. Candy bar, though, for sure. Even the first guy, Rob, should get a candy bar. No? In this most despised of all genres. <laughs> I, that doesn't bother me because I, it, it is a despised genre by a lot of critics. I, I, from a uh, critic, I guess, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to say it. Also, like that. but first of all, yeah, he didn't have to say it like that. Oh, but uh, though, again, he is a critic. Um, but he's... also, <laughs> this is the better than average for a slasher, which I take issue with as a critic, also. <laughs> Yeah, but I want to just call bullshit on, you know, it not having many negative scores. I feel like this is a movie that... It had negative scores, just not negative reviews. Right, right. But I feel like this is a movie that people don't want to talk bad about because, oh, it's an original slasher. Like, it, it could still be fucking bad, though. You know, like, it, it, we can we can be honest about it and not, you know, lose your whatever the fuck you want to call your little enamel pin for your slasher club, like, it was bad. I mean, it wasn't good. It made no There's difference. enamel pins for the slasher club? I didn't get anything. We know. should do that. Because <laughs> yeah, you were mean to see the Chucky. Yeah, we should have a, enamel pins with my face. <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck? No, we should not. Get on that, Mike. No, no, I'm not getting on that. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I don't know how to make pins either. Yeah, I, I, that's truly how I feel about this. I feel like it's just a movie that people feel they shouldn't be mean to because of you know what it is but at the same time it's like dude it, it's still shit mm-hmm. it's still you're just a hater shit. i'm not a hater I'm not a hater do you I'm think sure. that's something that we should be able to and not not just with slasher movies but with everything with all kinds of media where it's like i think we need to be able to criticize stuff that hasn't held up <laughs> as well uh, and I think we also need to be able to criticize stuff that just didn't offer a lot of new content, you know? We, we need to be able to criticize things without losing our enamel pins, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's bad. It's fine. We can call it bad. <laughs> you guys both need to eat, mail me your enamel pins. As long as you mail out those candy. I do like that the candy bar up your butt has become like a thing, though. That makes me so happy. It definitely makes our review segments more lively. Yeah, who's going to get the the golden candy bar, the bronze candy bar, if you know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) All right, so we're going to portnoy this sumbitch because... Yeah, who's got a portnoy? I got one, but I kind of want to save mine for last. All right. Because you guys are going to be mad. <sighs> yeah, I, I could see it all. I think we're all going to be mad at one another somehow. <laughs> okay, I always do my uh, my my port noise like on the spot. I take everything in. I absorb all sides, whether you guys want to give me credit for it or not. I am very objective and I want to hear maybe I could be swayed. You know, mm-hmm. I my mm-hmm. scores have been swayed before. Uh, but Rob. Seriously, I'm going to have to give this like a 3.5. What? Yeah. All right. Sure score. Yeah. I that's, was going on a, that's going on a spreadsheet that I don't have access to. <laughs> it's on there already. I, I was going to give it. I, I went, When I went into this and I was about halfway through, I said, all right, this is going to probably be a five. 
and it just went lower and lower and lower. And I guess I'm protecting my pin a little bit because it it maybe should be lower, but I'm I'm gonna just set a three point five. All right. I'm giving this a four point nine. Oh. Uh, I gave it a few more points. With, uh, for I I gave it two. Let me check. Uh, yes, I gave it two more points. Uh, because it is in college and not in high school, and that does make it better. Uh, I didn't give it many more points because I should have realized that just from context clues <laughs> that I did not. Uh, but I did bump it up a little bit. Um, I five being kind of like a middle of the road movie. I all 4.9 of these points are coming from pretty much the the special effects and that one weird uh scream cut out because <laughs> uh, like i i just um i don't think i'm gonna be thinking about this one a lot when we're done talking about it and that kind of like i think even some of the stuff that i have at like a five had good elements that i kind of am going to be thinking about even if the story kind of fell apart at the end uh this one is not coherent enough for me it wasn't influential enough there was not enough good stuff and i think i'm gonna forget i was kind of already forgetting about characters as the movie was wrapping up uh i wish i had taken more thorough notes i this one's not going to take up a lot of space in my brain so i i don't think i can give it a five all right should we start portnoy and titties maybe Like, what about that? That's a we, different kind of show. Like, yeah. we dedicated yeah. an entire show going back to all the movies we did and just pouring <laughs> away any movies that had taken. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I like this better than you guys did, obviously. Because you guys are wrong. Um, to me, it has problems, uh, clearly. But uh, honestly, if I watch a, a an early 80s slasher that didn't have a bunch of problems i would probably be disappointed in it (laughs) it's just it seems to be like just part of the uh the subgenre from that time period to me um and overall i enjoyed it i i I thought savini's effects work was great um and i liked the look of the killer it uh it did remind me a lot of harry warden but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed this movie. I, I had fun with it, and I give it a six point one. Huh. Wow, I I'm gonna go on record of saying this this movie, The Prowler, all that the the killer it's himself has now replaced the I know you did last summer killer as the worst killer in the world to me. Other than other than rubber. I like this no. more than I like. I know what you did last summer. I think <laughs> that's crazy. Really, I, really I know what you did last summer is not summer. a good movie. The yeah. killer, though, alone, the fisherman. It's, I've always thought that was so lame and stupid and dumb. This is worse. This is way worse. Rab is a point. He fought Hitler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and the worst killer we is we it. all know is Jeremy Melton. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about here. He's the wimpiest. But I mean, he at least you know he had a cold knife. This guy, he had a shitty pitchfork. I have a I have forks in my drawer that are way would hurt way more than that pitchfork. That'd be a nice back scratcher, actually. The pitchfork? That pitchfork. Oh, yeah. All right, so, um, I'm not mad at your score though, Rob. I don't yeah, understand it, but I'm not mad. It's not a perfect movie. I get, I get that, it. but I just had a lot of fun with it. But I like 
early 80s slashers. And honestly, the stupider, the better almost. I'm a little pissed off at this score. Just staring <laughs> at it. I don't know. I think there's a ratio in there where it's like, if it's crazy enough, it's very fun and entertaining. But m- maybe maybe it's Mark. Maybe I'm just bitter about Mark. Uh, but it, man, it distracted me for so much of the movie because he just kept coming back. Also, I I didn't feel like we had a final girl. I know technically Pam was there, but mm-hmm. I, man, so much of the focus was on the incompetent cop and I just he was there too much yeah too much (laughs) why are you mad at the score Mikey it's just way too high and Rob it's not that high it's too high I couldn't even even I couldn't see giving this pass to five at the very 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 absolute best and you didn't. But you did. You gave yeah. six for one. Yeah, so that's why that's why one score is yours and another one's mine. <laughs> one score is right and the other one's wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the world goes round and round and round. Uh yeah, all right. Well, you know, I, I I like I said, maybe you know, I think what my ultimate issue is I just was excited to see it. And, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. And, and I didn't like it. And maybe my high anticipation of being finally I'm going to be able to sit down and see this movie kind of womp womp to me a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I would love to get some World War II horror movie in someday, like a real one. <laughs> Isn't there a shark one you guys were talking about? No, oh, yeah, there's that oh, one yeah. with, with Tony Todd with a Nazi shark. shark. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't see that one on the show's future, very <laughs> imminent future. So. Because you hate Tony Todd. How dare you. <laughs> you say those words. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Go check out SlasherRadio.com. Uh, all of our articles, episodes, interviews. Go check out Patreon.com forward slash SlasherRadio, guys. Uh, this show is wrapping up for you right now. Everybody listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. But on Patreon, they're getting... Easter egg content and you know probably another what's been rolling is about a half hour's worth of just Easter egg content and that's not even counting the other extra show you get every week and all the other bonus shit that you get so you're also gonna get over there sign up you cheapos yeah also this week Patreon will be getting our whiteboard which I work very hard on and um, (laughs) has a lot of 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 personalized artwork to Rob which he was very ungrateful for including a personal insult there is a penis on here. I will be reporting you to Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to say HR, it but yeah. it won't be an accident this week. It's <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. So patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Tier starting as low as three dollars a month. We should change the first tier to tree fifty. <laughs> Shouldn't we? That would be awesome. And people aren't paying the three dollars now. Uh, and that's it. I'm at Mikey's death. Rob, what about you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Radio Rob123. And you can listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Mascot? No. No. no, mascot. no, no after this? No, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the prowlers what fucked me. Unbelievable. <laughs> Kat, where are they finding you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at underscore Valor, V O L E U R. You can also check out. My book that came out today, 
It's the Dystopia Drabble Showcase, and I've been intentionally not telling Rob. What? Your <laughs> like book? This two weeks in a row. A whole Chubby ass book? Either. Yeah, uh, I am one of five authors. We each did five 100-word dystopian-based, or yes, five 100-word dystopian-based stories. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. It is on Kindle for $1. It's just a short, sweet little fun time. Yeah. And fun dystopian time. And what's <laughs> the name of this? Uh, it is called Dystopia Drabble Showcase. Okay. Don't I'm act like on. you're going to read it, Mike. No, I'm <laughs> looking on her Twitter now for it, because did you, you didn't tweet about it or anything, Kat? I did. Uh, I oh, sent oh. out one very discreet <laughs> tweet today. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, she sent it today because she knew I'd be out and I wouldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Also because it dropped today. I had that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's all about me. <laughs> it's <laughs> all about Rob. I yeah. asked. I was like, listen, I know books come out on Tuesdays, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at that. Cat got a book. She sure did. Ah, there it is. Yeah, you, you know, son of a bitch. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Uh, did she don't tell us shit, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm not retweeting her. <laughs> wow. Sure. I'm going to start tagging you in them. Like, anytime mm. I get a publication deal, I'm going to be like, Rob. <laughs> yeah, no. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. The damage is done. All right, guys, we will be back next week. Uh, come back and check us out. Good night from Slasher Radio. That is sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. The movie's coming one day, man. Well, one know. day. Yep. It's called Chain Shark, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. Thank <laughs> you.